What is the most courageous thing that you have ever done? Maybe it was a time when you took a risk. Maybe it was a time when you faced danger or, or you faced your fears. There was something in you that said, I don't know about this, but for whatever reason, you kept moving forward. I don't know if it's the most courageous thing I've ever done, but there is one moment that comes to mind about 23 years ago. At the time, I was living in Southern California, and I was directing Summer Children's Theater. Alicia and I had been apart all summer, and that was enough for me to know that she was the one. She didn't know that yet, but I did. So I called her parents, and I got permission to ask her hand in marriage. I devised a plan. I decided to fly my parents, my mom and dad and my sister, along with Alicia, to the final show of the summer. After every show, typically I would come up on the platform and I would thank everyone for, for being there, but not on this particular night. The final night of the, the show, they, they announced me to come up, but then nothing happened. They invited my mom and dad and my sister and Alicia to come up on the platform. It was just a way to thank them for, for allowing me to be with them for that summer. Everyone was in on it. Everyone but Alicia. They called for me. I was nowhere to be found. The lights went down. A spotlight came up in the back of the room. And there I stood, in one hand a dozen roses, and in the other hand, a microphone, because I was singing a song that I had written just for Alicia called Marry Me. Take a look at this picture. The first thing I want you to know, take a look at my mom. She's so excited. I love that. But I got down on one knee after wading through the, the auditorium and through the cast up on the stage. I, I got down on one knee, and what I said was, will you marry me? Now, what I was thinking was, please don't say no, please don't say no, please don't say no, please don't say no. I noticed that she was crying, and I thought, oh, that's bad. But then, then she started shaking her head up and down, and I thought, oh, okay, this might just be good. <laughs> and I'm so thankful. On that day, 23 years ago, last Monday, in a crowded room with a full house, she said Yes. Now, was there risk involved? Yes. Was there fear involved? Oh, yes. Did I consider just staying in the back room and not coming out? No way. No way would I have considered. You see, I was willing to take the risk because there was something that I wanted more. You see, that's the way it is with living courageously. I don't know who comes to your mind when you think of courageous people, but I can't help but think of our veterans, our medical professionals, first responders, our teachers and, and coaches, our policemen, those who are willing to step out and lead us to racial reconciliation. We love courageous people, don't we? 
I mean, we love people who are so passionate that believe in something so much that they are willing to endure the, the fear of failure, of rejection, of embarrassment, even death. We, we love courageous people, and if we're being honest, we wish that we could be a little more like that. You see, that's because we were not created to shrink back and to play it safe. We were not created to just make life, to see how comfortable and how convenient we could make life. We were created for something more. We were created to live courageously. This is the story that we find in the book of Acts. This is the story of the brave men and women in the early church. You see, they were so passionate about what they had been called to. They were willing to do whatever it took, whatever it took to make sure that the gospel of Jesus spread throughout, and it did. Now, here's where I think we can relate. They weren't always courageous. <laughs> they, they doubted. They denied, they ran and they hid in fear. That sounds a little bit more like me sometimes. They worried, they were anxious. I mean, at times they were downright nervy. But something changed. Something changed in them. And because they were changed, the world was changed. I believe God wants to do it again. I believe that he wants to do that in you and in me. But for us to find this kind of courage is to know the source of that courage. I want us to open our Bibles to Acts chapter 1, where we begin to find the, the source of that courage, where Jesus, who is talking to his disciples, about to send back into heaven with his father, he leaves them with some of these final words. Let's look at verse eight. Jesus says, I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. And you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, through, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. Jesus promised them the gift of the Holy Spirit, our unfailing friend, and he fulfilled that promise. And because they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, they were able to fulfill their mission of becoming disciples who made disciples and to spread the gospel throughout the earth. But this is so important for us to understand. It's the source of this courage. If we're ever to access this courage, we have to understand the source of this courage. I want us to look at this. Bottom line today, you have all you need if all you have is the Holy Spirit. Now take a moment, just think about that. You have all that you need. You have all you need if all you have is the Holy Spirit. Now, this is important for us to, to take into account to understand this source of courage. If I were to say to you, what's the opposite of courage? You might say 
fear. But have you ever stopped to think, what is the big deal about fear? I mean, why so many times in Scripture does God say, do not fear, do not be afraid? You see, fear is a big deal to God. I want us to look at Revelation 21. John is sharing his vision here. And he says, the one on the throne said to me, it is finished. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give free water from the spring of the water of life to anyone who is thirsty. Those who win the victory will receive this and will be, I will be their God and they will be my children. But, you knew that was coming, but cowards, those who refuse to believe, who do evil things, who kill, who sin sexually, who do evil magic, who worship idols, and who tell lies, all these will have a place in the lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Really? I mean, cowards in, 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 the, in the lake of burning sulfur? I mean, evil people, uh, murderers, those who... Um, sexually perverted, I get that. Those who willingly reject God in his glory and reject his grace, willingly disobeying him. Okay, I, I get all that, but come on. Cowards? I mean, what is the big deal about fear? Here's the big deal. You see, when we fear when we worry, when we're anxious, when we shrink back to play it safe and bow down to the idols of, of, of comfort and convenience, what we're really saying is, God, if you're all I have, then I'm afraid that that won't be enough. We're saying, in essence, if, God, if I go all in, for you, I'm afraid that you'll let me down. This plays out a lot of different ways in our lives. Sometimes maybe you've even caught yourself saying or at least thinking it to say, you know what, I'm just in that season of my life right now. I, I just want to have fun. But you know what you're really saying? You're saying, God, I have to continue to give my body to others because if I don't, I'm afraid that your love won't be enough. God, I have to, I have to keep my money for myself because I, if I don't, I'm afraid that the security you provide won't protect me when I need it in my family. Saying, God, I, I have to keep performing because if I don't, then I'm afraid your applause won't satisfy. And God, I have, to, I, I have to keep being right and believing right because if I don't, then I'm afraid your grace won't cover me. You see, fear is a big deal because behind fear is a belief. And that belief is that God, I don't believe you can provide I'm afraid that you might let me down. I'm afraid that you might not show up. 
But the truth is, you have been given every resource that you need for courage because you have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. You have all you need if all you have is the Holy Spirit. You have all the courage that you need. You have all the courage just as much as the next guy. You see, it's, it's not about how much courage you have. You have all you need. The question is, will you apply it? Will you apply? Will you take a step and take that chance and take that risk to apply the courage that has already been placed within you? If you have received Jesus, then you have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Are you applying it? Now, if you're struggling with fear, it's, it, these disciples, they overcame fear. I want you to just see their boldness as you're reading through the book of Acts on your, on your own time. I want you to, to see the boldness that they had. You see, they, they had the, the Holy Spirit. And as they did, they were emboldened and they spoke boldly. I want you to look at Acts chapter 4. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered. And by the way, Peter here, Peter and John, they've already been locked up. They've already been thrown in jail. They've just been brought out to speak up for themselves. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered, respected elders and leaders of the people, listen. There is no one else who has the power to save us, for there is only one name to whom God has given authority by which we must experience salvation, and that is the name of Jesus. The council members, they were astonished. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had any religious training. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. Don't miss that. They, even they, even the council, they threw these guys in jail. They, they beat them, they flogged them, they did everything that they could and yet they kept coming back and they're thinking, what in the world's going on with these guys? Why do they just keep coming back? Why can't they just go away? But they began to understand the effect that Jesus was having on them just by spending time with them. Don't miss that. The time that you spend with Jesus is so important. If you lack courage, if you find yourself prone to fear and anxiety to the point that it's crippling, I gotta ask you, how much time are you spending with Jesus? Now, you're probably not gonna be able to overcome fear by just telling yourself, don't be afraid. If, if someone is struggling with, with fear and worry and anxiety, don't tell them. Don't worry. Be happy. I mean, what did you just do? <laughs> you added to their burden because now they're worried about not being able to not worry. Can I suggest to you two things that I believe will allow you to access more of the courage that is already within you? Here's the first one. Remember God's faithfulness to you. Remember God's faithfulness to you. Friend, if you have received Jesus, can I just call you back to that moment? Just remember the moment when he saved you. Remember the moment when he rescued you from eternal damnation. The moment that you realized that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for you. 
And that where he is, you're going to get to be for eternity. Go back to that moment. If, you, if you're struggling to think of the ways that God has provided for you, the ways that he has protected you, then just go back to that moment. Friend, I got to ask you, if God never did, if he has never, uh, if he never did anything else for you in this life, beyond that, wouldn't that be enough? So go back, recite that, re- remember that, share that with other people. Here's the second thing. Follow your fears to find your idols and repent. Not sure what you're giving your worship to? Not sure where your idols might be? Follow your fears. They'll lead you. They'll lead you to what you're putting your your weight into. Maybe you find yourself consistently worried and anxious about your finances. Could it be that maybe You've made an idol out of the security that money can provide. If that's you, I want to encourage you. You take that to God. Say, God, this has been revealed to me by the Holy Spirit. I see it and I don't want it anymore. I want you to change my heart. I repent of this. Lead me in a different direction. No more of this. No more of making this bigger than you are. Remove it from my heart. You are enough. Repent of it. Find those things. Repent of those things. And you will begin to find freedom and courage. We were created to live courageously. Will you commit with me for the next few weeks to read through the book of Acts and to study through this series of how the early church was emboldened. They were a community of disciples that courageously engaged the culture with the hope of Jesus. I believe he wants to do it again. I believe he wants to do it through you and through me. This pandemic, it has shaken us. We have found ourselves prone to anxiety and worry increasingly, even now. But I believe that God is calling the church to rise up with courage and to lead the way, to be emboldened by the gift of the Holy Spirit that we've been given. For we follow Jesus, the one who was courageous, courageous to listen to the will of his father. He courageously followed the will of his father. He courageously marched to his own death as he hung upon a cross to take on our sin so that we could have his righteousness. Can you imagine any greater courage than that? That's the one. He's the one that we follow moment by moment. Have you received him? If you haven't, I want to encourage you to do that right now. He he is your source of courage. That is your first step. That is your step to salvation. Is to say, Jesus, you are enough and I receive you. If that's you, can I encourage you to text the word connect to 210-585-2585. Text connect to that number. Our team will connect with you because we want to walk with you. We were created to live 
courageously. And we can do so because you have all you need if all you have is the Holy Spirit. I want to share with you a declaration of courage. I, I hope that these words will find their way onto your lips. And I don't know when you will need them. Maybe you want to post these on your bathroom mirror so that you can see them every day. Maybe these are the words that you will remember and bring to mind and bring to your lips when you're dropping off your children to school as they put their backpack on and they put their mask on and they open the door and they start to walk into that building. Maybe these are the words that you'll need as you go to that next chemo treatment this week. Wherever you may find yourself, with conviction, can we say these words together? Let's recite this together. I am called to courage. The Holy Spirit makes me strong. My God is with me wherever I go. I will be brave. I will not be afraid. I will live courageously. And the church said, with courage, amen.